Welcome to the Flourish Conference podcast. Each spring, women from all over the country gather together at our annual conference to learn, grow, and flourish together as a community. Here is the recording from one of our sessions at our 2023 conference. I'm just going to pray real quick to give us a little reset before we start. Lord God, I thank you for today. Father, I thank you, Lord, that every word that has been spoken to us and over us, Father, since this conference started last night, Lord, I pray that it has pierced hearts. Lord God, I thank you that you are here, that your presence is here. I pray that everyone in this room would come with an open mind and an open heart, ready to receive the word that you have given for me to share. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So I am Caitlin. I am from Louisiana. I've been married for 11 years, 12 in August. Uh, my husband and I pastor two campuses, one in Mary and one in Chalmette. They're about 45 minutes away from each other. Uh, we have been lead pastors for three years now. We've had many, 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 many challenges, but it's been a fun ride and we're enjoying the learning process. We have three kids, one on the way. And so we are busy. Anybody busy? Anybody else busy? Everyone in this room should be busy. Um, I would say if you are in this room and you are not raising kids and you're an expecting mom, or maybe you're battling an infertility situation and you, you long to be a mom, uh, we, this is your team, this is your family, and with NRP, we are a family, and so if that's something that you long for and you are in this room gaining wisdom in that, you know, in this season, I just want you to know my heart is with you. That's something that I know my church and my ladies from my church, we pray for all the time, and we have seen God move tremendously in that, in that way. Um, so today, I just want to talk about raising kids and raising kids in ministry because it's hard. It's not easy, but we're trusted to do it. He trusts us to have children. He blessed us with the children we do have. And so it is our duty and it is our job and it is our responsibility to raise them in the Lord, right? So Proverbs 22.6, everyone knows it. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And I find often we can cling to that verse and we can think, you know, I just got to get through the hard times. If I could just get through the hard times, all the good that I feel like I've poured into him is just going to come out one day, right? Like I'm just going to see it happen because the Lord is faithful and I feel like I've been faithful and I feel like I've been good and, and I've only, I can only give so much. So whatever I've given to them, is just going to shine one day and all, all things are going to fall into place. But the problem is we skip the word train and training takes hard work. If you ever been an athlete or you know an athlete, they don't just wake up one day and they're really good at their sport. They've put in the work. They've put in the hard times. They've trained to do those things. No one can wake up and just swim meets upon meets or, you know, I'm not a swimmer, so I can't swim barely at all. But, uh... You know, those people train really hard, and they're not only training their physical bodies, they're training their lungs, they're training their breathing capacity, they're training their, um, you know, their, their time, their schedules, they're precise, they have a coach, someone telling them, no, look, you didn't meet this expectation this time, we need to train a little bit harder next time. 
So it takes work to train kids. And so what I want to talk about today is three things that Proverbs tells us we need to train. And I think there's three main things that we can do to make sure that we're working hard at bringing up our kids in the Lord. We're not exhausting ourselves thinking, what can I do more? What have I done wrong? Not evaluating every little thing that we see our kids do and thinking, oh God, I must have messed up. We're doomed. I messed up here, so you know, now they're just written off, you know? Because I think a lot of times we live with regret. And we think, oh, if my kid's struggling in this area, then I must have fallen short somewhere. But if we're, if we're in our word and we're devoted to the training process, we should be looking to our coach, which is God the Father. So the first place that we need to get our training from is the word of the Lord. We get our training through the word. It is our absolute only source, and it is necessary for the training that we have to do as parents. It is necessary. It is not an option. You cannot train up your child in the way of the Lord without the way of the Lord. You can't, there's nothing we can do that, me, that measures up to his ways. You will exhaust yourself. You will find your lives in chaos. You will feel like a failure. But if we run to the word and we get our instruction from there, he will, he will give us rest. The word says when we go to him, his burden is light. It's not one that feels heavy. It's not one that we carry on our own. It is light. So through the word, it should be part of every day that we do. So in my house, this looks like putting on Superbook episodes in the morning, right? So I'm not, you know, my kids do watch TV. So they watch whatever, not whatever, but shows that we approve, right? But they know Monday through Friday on our routine school days, we wake up and the first thing on the television is a worship song because mom and dad are already up doing that. We're setting the atmosphere, which is very important. Um, and then they watch Superbook. And then if they have time, which they never do because kids are slow, if they have time, they can put on something else if we're waiting to leave for school. But Superbook, I don't know if you know about it, but it is just a Bible-based show on Amazon Prime. And it tells Bible stories, short little 20-minute shows. Very practical, very cute. And it just sets the tone for the day. So for my four-year-old, that's his daily devotion, right? He's seeing a video. Sometimes we ask about it. Sometimes we don't. But it's getting in there. It's getting in there. And I'm believing that it's getting in there. For my older two, they are nine and seven. We do small devotionals with them because now they're reading. So they read something. And then we'll kind of read it together, talk about it. Just little, easy, one scripture devotions. It's getting the word in them. It's making them think about it. So when they go to school and they encounter, you know, a friend not being nice to them or they get frustrated at someone else and maybe their scripture that day was about being patient, they can remember, hey, me and mom talked about this this morning. And you think that it might not make much of a difference, but I'm telling you, we've done reading devotionals for a solid year with my oldest. And she has come back at the end of some days and said, you know what, mom, this happened to me today. And we talk about it. And it doesn't always make sense to her. She doesn't always fully understand it. 
but the word is getting in them. Whatever you put in will come out. Whatever you display, it will be displayed. I can promise. So you are always sowing something. We might as well sow the word, right? We need to allow the word to work on them. I can't expect my kids to watch one Superbook episode and read one scripture, and then the next week when they're not being so patient, you know, get on them hard about it. Hey, remember we talked about, you know, whatever this was last week? We need to do everything out of love and out of patience. And there's no time like when they're young. I've, we did youth ministry for 10 years before we lead pastored. And um, you can tell the difference from when children grew up in a home where there was the word and when children grew up and there wasn't. And it's not that it made them any better, but I'm telling you, it was like a light. When people hear the word for the first time, it's like they have this resource that they never knew was available to them. And if we could just give that resource to our kids at a young age, even if they ignore it for years, even if they rebel against it, even if they hate it, one day they're going to say, you know what? One time my mom talked about this. And I remember that she said, if I just lean on to this word, that he has to show up. And we need to instill that in our kids. So the first thing is through the word. The second thing we can do to train our children is through discipline and counsel. Nobody likes to discipline. It's not fun. (laughs) Right? It's not fun. But we need to allow for mistakes and correct in love. That's what discipline and counsel is. We made a mistake. This is how we're going to handle said mistake. And I'm going to help you as we learn to not do it again. Right? Because nobody likes to be, you know, get a smack on the wrist and then never told how to fix it. If I've done something wrong, I want to know how can I not do it wrong again? And I think a lot of times we can get so busy in life. We can go get so caught up with our schedules, whether it be ministry or work or you know, have multiple children that we say, hey, don't do that. Well, why not? Because they're going to ask why. They're very curious. They're going to want to know why. Because I said so. That's not good enough. You know what else isn't good enough? Because Jesus says so. That's not good enough either. Because they need to fall in love with the person that we're longing to follow. They need to know why does mom and dad love this Jesus this much that we have to listen to his word? Why? Why? I love when kids ask why. I love when my kids ask why because it's almost like a challenge. You know, my middle child, Bethany, when she was, she talked from a very young age, but she was the why kid. Okay. Everything was why. Why does the radio play music? Because it comes through the speakers. Well, how? Well. (laughs) And so many times, y'all, I'd have to be like, Chris, which is my husband's name. And he would just give her answer 
after answer. And I watched him and he never really, maybe he got frustrated, but he didn't ever really show her it. And he would just give her answer after, I mean, he would keep answering her as long as she asked. And I, one day I was like, why do you do that? Because sometimes I'm like, Bethany, I have no more answers. I am very uneducated in this area. I don't know. I'm like, thank God for Google, right? And he would just give her very short, very practical, whatever she was asking. And he would just go deeper and deeper and deeper to the point where, like, it would be stuff where I'm like, I didn't even know that. You know, like, whatever. And finally, she would just say, okay. And she would get to a point where that was what she needed. That was what she needed to know. So when your kids ask why, I encourage you not to get frustrated. Dig deeper. And if you don't know the answer, you know what you tell them? You know what? I know this is in God's word. I'm going to go find it for you, and then we can talk about it tomorrow. Be vulnerable with your kids. Be transparent. Apologize. Let them know when you did something wrong. It's not a bad thing to apologize to your kids because it's going to make them a person that's willing to forgive and willing to apologize to others because we all mess up and we all need discipline and we all need counsel. So we need to show up in that place. We can't just ignore the hard places of parenting because if I showed up for, I'm just going to do me because I know about it. Um, I did all um, competitive cheerleading when I was younger. And if I showed up and I, you know, didn't know a routine, right? And my coach was like, that's okay. She's just one out of 30. Nobody will notice. And they never corrected me. I would go through life thinking that I was just this great competitive cheerleader doing what I'm supposed to do, right? I would go through that sport thinking that I'm meeting my expectations when in reality, somebody just didn't care enough to correct me. Or what if you're, you know, doing gymnastics or tumbling and someone doesn't care enough to correct your form. So you just keep falling on your head every single time you flip. This happened to me, by the way every single time and nobody's ever given you the tools to teach you how not to fall every single time. That's not proper training. Discipline is vital. It's necessary. It shows that you care. And kids won't understand that at first because we never understood it at first, right? Like my four-year-old says, you're mean. You're a mean mom. You're not my friend. They like that phrase. It shows that you care when you show up and you want to help them. And not only do you want to help them, but you hold their hand and you show them how to do it. We need to have patience so that we can see what's being produced. Whatever we sow will show up. I can't sow frustration in my parenting and expect my kid to give me back patience. Right? This one time, my oldest, she is, she's very particular. She's very much, she wants everything to be perfect. She's, she wants to perform well in everything she does, right? That's how I am. So that's what I've sown. It's not always right. However, 
we went through this season where we found that she was being a little sneaky. She would do things just a little bit, nothing crazy. Or she'd tell these little white lies. Like, I didn't move that cup. You know, somebody else did. Or she would play the blame game, right? Like, I did this because so-and-so did this. And I noticed that she would never take responsibility, and it was often turning into this, she was lying, essentially, all the time. And the Lord showed me that I was sowing into her a spirit of perfection that she felt if she didn't meet this expectation of perfect, that she was failing. She didn't like to fail. So what I was sowing was causing her to feel like she needed to sneak around it, skirt around it, not make sure nobody knew, or lie about it. And that was something that I would have only known by being in the Word and having a relationship with the Lord. I had to engage in that relationship because I was so confused. Why is my kid lying? She knows we don't lie in this house, right? But she needed to know the why. Why don't we lie? Well, number one, because we don't. Number two, it's a sin, right? We give her the practical answers, but the Holy Spirit showed me you've sown this expectation of here. And if it ain't here, then it's failing. And that's just not true. So I had to, I had to slowly train her that when you make a mistake, the place you run to is home. Mom and dad is the safe place, right? Just like the Lord is our safe place, the Lord is our refuge. We're that to our kids. So when they're seeing you, they should see a reflection of the word. They should see a reflection of Jesus. And if it doesn't look safe, they're not going to want to go there. If it looks frustrating, if it looks chaotic, if it looks like you're always upset with them, if it looks angry, if it looks uninviting, they're not coming. And let me tell you, the enemy is smart. And he will tell them, look over here, this place is safe. Everyone is happy over here because they get to do what they want. And there's freedom in that. Do we show them freedom in Jesus? on our everyday lives? Are we purposely setting boundaries in our homes? Are we being purposeful with our time with them? Or are we on our phones, not listening to anything they're saying? We have to be purposeful. Ephesians 6, 4 says, And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Do they know that the life and the expectations that we put on them are because we admire the Father? Or do they think that we're just poking at them because we want them to be this perfect person, that they need to be the perfect example? They need to know the why behind the, dis- the discipline and the counsel. They need to know the why. And the third thing is, we can train them through encouragement and affirmation.
encouragement and affirmation. This is something that we all need, not just children. We all need it. But we have this opportunity as parents to pull out our kids' callings. And that is such a privilege to be able to ask the Holy Spirit, what is their purpose? What, is, what are they created for? And he will show you. Anybody in here have multiple children? Aren't they all different? I mean, I'm, I'm three for three and not one of them are alike. All of their personalities are different. The way they respond to correction, to love, different, completely different. They're completely different individuals. I can't even parent them all in the same exact way. I've learned that I need to do things just a little bit different. I can have standards, right? Just a little bit different to cater to who God created them to be. I encourage you, if you're not praying for your children on a daily basis, please do so. And not just for their safety and not just for their health. Lord, show me something unique about them. If you don't understand one of your kids, Lord, help me understand them. I don't, they are so different than me. I don't get that. They were created that way on purpose. There's a calling and a purpose in that. And he will show it to you. You know, the first part of the verse, and you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, points out that we're not to parent out of our flesh, right? So I can't take my personality and expect all of my children to be just like me. It's not going to work. We're not the same person. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to be present. We can't just parent out of what we feel. We can't just train out of what we feel. Nobody feels like training for something all the time. But if you want it bad enough, you're going to show up. You're going to do the hard work because you know the end goal is a feeling of victory, right? It's not always fun in the training process. It's not all fun and games. But God has a purpose for them. And through that process of raising and training them, there's a reward in it. And the reward is that you get to see your kids go on and make a difference. You know, it's fun. I've had so much fun, and my kids are still very young. My oldest is nine. But I love watching her be a friend to something as simple as just being a friend to someone. It, like, touches my soul when she goes and talks to a kid that's sitting by themselves without anyone asking. That's her caring spirit. And you see, I pray for that to grow in her, right? See, because my middle kid, she lives in her own world about 99% of the time. And she's not going to notice that a kid is sitting by themselves. She won't. She's oblivious. But that's not, that's not wrong. It's just not who she is. See, she's bold. She leads well. She leads very well. She goes somewhere and 10 kids follow her. It's not wrong that nobody follows my oldest. It's a different spirit. It's a different calling. It's a different purpose. And if we're not catering to that and if we're not praying for that, 
if we're not encouraging that, they will feel left out. They will feel like they're falling short. I have to constantly, and sometimes they get annoyed with it, right? But constantly affirm them. You know what I love about you? I love that you don't need to be the loudest person in the room. I love that you have a sweet, tender heart. And I know that your heart gets hurt sometimes. But that's because you wear your heart on, this, on your sleeve and you care about people. That's my oldest. She doesn't love that about herself. She doesn't love that she cries when her feelings get hurt so easily. But if I'm encouraging that that is how God created you to be, she's going to know that that is, God's going to use me for this, right? She needs to be affirmed in that. It needs to be a continual thing. My youngest, he's only four. He's our only boy right now, but he's a little bit, um, he's a little bit hot-tempered. He gets frustrated very easily, very easily. So if he's building, you know, whatever he's building with blocks and it doesn't go the way he wants, it gets chunked across the room. And, you know, clearly we correct him. We can't throw blocks across the room. We can't get that frustrated. But you know what else I tell him? Buddy, I love how you're so smart at building those blocks. You're really smart at doing that. I love that God made you to build things like that. We can find a way to encourage and lift our kids up in everything that they do. If your kid has a passion or an activity that they love, find a way to be involved in that. Find a way to tell them that you love their passion for whatever they're doing. You may not understand it. It may, not, it may be something you think is so silly. But they need to be encouraged. They need to know that they were created with a purpose for a reason. We can't wait to encourage our kids until they're good at something. Right? Because if not, they'll never work hard to get there. We can't wait until, you know, I'm sure the people that we see in the major leagues, their parents didn't tell them, they didn't wait to go to a game until they were in the NFL. No. They were at their little league game or, you know, they were at their high school game. They didn't wait to tell them they were good at something until they have arrived. I encourage you to pray about the little things. Pray about the little things. Lord, show me what is in this kid that I can pull out and I can lift up. Because they all have a place in the kingdom. And they all have a purpose. And one day they might be speaking to a room like this. But if they weren't encouraged to use their voice, or if they told they talk too much when they're little, or they're annoying, or I don't have time for you right now, or your opinion doesn't matter, or this is adult time, I don't, I, you need to go by the kids. If they're constantly shut out, how are they ever going to feel like they have a voice? Right? I was told I talked too much when I was a kid. Not by my mom, but you know. I'm telling you, there's purpose in everything. Everything. Find a way to encourage your kids in that. 
You may have listened. I did a podcast with Penny and I talked about how the Lord revealed to me that the fruits of the spirit is something that I can implement into pretty much anything I do as a parent. And my kids will tell you it's the most annoying thing in my house. They hate it. But one day they're going to love it. <laughs> when they're doing something and they're, you know, acting crazy, I'll say, what has Jesus made you to be? And they're like, a child of God. <laughs> I'm like, nope, not that one. And they'll say, I have self-control. I'm like, yes, you do. So I need you to take it down a level. Right? When my son gets frustrated when something's not going his way as easily, I say, what do you have? And he says, patience. What are they doing? I'm not, I'm not giving them the word and just sticking it in front of them and saying this is the way it needs to go. No, they're speaking the word over themselves. The word is vital. Right now, my, my seven-year-old, she's been having these issues with, it's not dreams because it's about a 30-second turnaround from when I put her in bed, so she's not even sleeping yet. But she'll say, I can't go to sleep. I'm having bad thoughts. And I'm like, okay, what kind of bad thoughts? Just bad ones. And the first few times, I'm like, girl, get in bed. Go to sleep. But then I was like, no, I'm going to nip this in the bud real quick. So I opened the word, and I said, look, let me show you something. She says, what? I said, you see this right here? She said, yeah. I said, can you read it for me? So she read it. And I said, what did it say? And she said, when I lie down, I'm going to have sweet sleep. So that's right. And I said, who is this word for? And she said, for us? I said, that's right. So when you lay in bed and you can't go to sleep and you're having these bad thoughts, I want you to say this scripture. And if you really have said it and you can't fall asleep, then you can come get me. Sometimes she still comes down and I'll say, well, did you, did you pray? Did you speak the word? And she'll say, yeah, but I'm still having bad thoughts. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to pray together then. And usually sometimes we pray together and she goes right to sleep and it's no problem. But I'm making her do it over herself, right? So not only do we need to use the word, we need to give the word. We need to make them use the word. How much better is it when you do something yourself than when somebody just speaks it over you? How much better will it be when you take what you heard from this conference and you go home and you actually implement it than from when you were just sitting in this chair listening to it? It's great to receive. It's wonderful to gain wisdom. But if you take this, your notebooks and you go home and you never reflect and you never apply, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. We need to be present. We need to show up in our kids' lives every day. We need to show up in prayer for them. We need to pray for them until they pray for themselves and then continue, right? We need to be patient during the process because training is hard. It's not easy. And we need to make sure we're doing things on purpose, with intention, all of it. The everyday the breakfast, the, the normal after-school activities, the bedtime, purpose. There's purpose in it all. 
And we can blink and a whole week can go by and we can say, I don't even know what we did this week. If we're not purposeful in it, if we're not presenting it to the Lord, right? Second Timothy 3, 14 through 16 says, you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. Verse 15, and that from childhood, you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And when I was reading that, I thought, you know, we can talk about training our kids in the way of the Lord, but what are we believing that we're training for? There has to be a purpose. There has to be an end goal. And the end goal is here. These scriptures will make you wise for salvation through faith. Anybody want their kids to have a relationship with God? To know that they're saved and set free, that, the, that he died on the cross just for them? That's why you're raising them in the way of the Lord. Because when they know they are saved by the blood of Jesus... They will be complete, verse 17 says, that the man of God may be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. And as a mom, I don't want my kids to be 18, 20, and feel like they were not trained well. They feel like they've become an adult and they're in shock at how difficult the world can be, right? I want them to know that there is work to be put in. That the Father has called us to higher things. But if that we don't submit them to the Lord, if that we don't bring them back to the word, if we don't remind ourselves that we only have this privilege of calling ourselves sons and daughters of the king because of the cross, then we're going to feel very unequipped for the task at hand. But I want them to know that, no, we were, we were raised in the word. And my mom and dad said that the word said this. So let me go back and see if this word works for me. Or one time I saw dad struggling with anxiety and, and he talked about how he used the word to overcome that. And I'm feeling a little anxious, so let me go try that word. They need to see it. They need to see it. And we've been entrusted with one of the greatest gifts, and that's raising kids. One of the greatest gifts. The word says they are our arrows, that we get to shoot them off in directions at the enemy. They're your greatest tool. You know, when people have a gift or a talent, they steward it well. They train in it, right? My husband plays music. And although it is a natural talent, some things he didn't have to work very hard at to do. If he would have never picked up those instruments and continued to train in them, he would have been a, a poor steward of that talent. He would have only gone so far. So if children are a gift from the Lord, they are your tool in your hand against the enemy. Are we stewarding that gift well? 
Or are we taking, you know, taking, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Anyway, are we taking for granted just having them in our lives? Oh, they're so cute. They're so fun. Are we really, really entrusting and and giving them back to the Lord and saying, okay, God, you gave me this gift. How am I going to steward this gift well? How am I going to train them? Where are they going? Why am I training them? Where am I sending them? We got, we got to go back to the Father and devote your time in prayer for that. So I just want to pray for you today that you would trust the process of raising your kids, of training your kids. Lord God, I thank you for every woman in this room. I thank you, Lord, that you have trusted them with some of your most precious gifts that they were made for this time that there is nothing too difficult for you therefore there is nothing too difficult for them I pray that we would run to your feet Father that we would give our kids back to you Father that we would be willing Father to give some of the most precious things to us back into your hands that we would ask of you, God, what is their calling? What is their purpose? Help us train them, Jesus, in the way of the Lord. Amen. You can continue to learn, grow, and flourish with us as a community of women by visiting nrpflourish.com. There you will find information on our Facebook group, our weekly Flourish podcast with Penny 2C, and our 2024 Flourish dates. For more information about NRP and other conferences that we have going on throughout the year, visit nrpastors.com. We can't wait to see you at one of our conferences soon.